The Word of the Lord from the Gospel of St. Mark, the seventh chapter, verses 31 to 37. Jesus returned from the region of Tyre and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. And they brought to him a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment. And they begged him to lay hands on him. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, he put his fingers into his ears and after spitting, touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephratha, that is, be open. And his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. And Jesus charged them to tell no one. But the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well, and he even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation comes from the Holy Gospel of St. Mark that I just finished reading for you and serves as the basis of our theme for the 15th Sunday after Pentecost. Outrageous, disgusting, and annoying. Many know that my wife and I live in an old, old Florida home. And while it is our place of rest, everyone knows old houses are always in need of repair and basically money pits. So I really appreciate good contractors and handy persons who have helped us make it more livable. I have so much, I even have a side hobby myself of do-it-yourself projects where I take on the much more manageable small projects myself. But I leave the big jobs to the real pros who know, who I know, will do it right the first time. The world is full of people that get paid to do projects and don't do it right the first time. Our community is full of hysterically funny stories about guys who could do it cheaper than a licensed contractor or bonded and insured handy person. We say, you had one job, and shake our head at doors that open the wrong way or handles that can't be reached or toilets installed so close to a wall they can't even be used. We have worksheets worksite managers that plead with that one-day laborer that can't make it just one day without a major mistake. And my favorite stories of all is about a situation or project that the longer you look at it, the worse it gets. My favorite one is that famous picture of a trailer hitch somehow imperceptibly attached to another trailer hitch. Check out the picture now as I describe it. It starts with an XD padlock securing a gun lock chain to a car jack. Now, never mind that the strength of a car jack is in lifting, not clamping like they're using it here. Then some sort of storage container fastener is fastening God only knows what. 
The real hero in this unholy mess appears to be the toe strap that is incomprehensibly secured nowhere by nothing. Finally, if that were not all enough, they are trying to marry two ball hitches instead of a ball and receiver hitch. Truly, the longer you look, the worse it gets. For the wise journeyman and experienced mechanic, dare I say, it's outrageous, annoying, and even disgusting. So much that you may even wonder if it's intentionally shocking. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. This is exactly how I felt about today's gospel lesson. The longer I looked at it, the worse it got. Here in our lesson, Jesus encounters a deaf and mute man. And then he did what must have been uncomfortable for anyone who saw it. And most certainly for the man who experienced it. He starts by putting his fingers in the man's ears. Already, I am channeling nightmares from high school when the seniors thought it was funny to wet their fingers and stick them in your unsuspecting ear canal. If you had that happen, you know what a nightmare to get that wet feeling out of your ears is. Now, I know Jesus was not giving this man a wet willy, but who knows what the poor man was thinking. Man, it just gets worse. Jesus spits and touches his tongue. Now, even after translating this text carefully, it's not clear if Jesus just spit on the ground or on his hands. But regardless, the hands were in the ear, then they touched the man's tongue. It's outrageous. It's annoying. And it's disgusting. And if God in the flesh is doing it outrageously, unknowingly, and disgustingly, you can be sure it is purposely. It's supposed to be shocking. And it even begs the question, can we accept Jesus even when he does disgusting things? When I was a little boy in fifth grade living in Bloomington, Minnesota, I attended Hillcrest Elementary School. This was the age when one of the boys in my class began to notice girls. His name was Jeff, and he was smitten by, and I kid you not, the little red-headed girl, Lori. Now, it was all innocent enough. Jeff would shower her with school supplies when she was in need, give her dandelions from the playground, and basically puppy dog after her everywhere she went. She didn't really reciprocate his affection, but definitely took to the gifts, supplies, and his willingness to carry her books everywhere she went. I really didn't notice it until one day, Lori made a mess of an art project and subsequently made the art teacher really mad. But the art teacher didn't know it was Lori. And before she could figure out who the culprit was, Jeff cried out to the teacher, I did it! I couldn't believe that he would take the blame like that. It was outrageous. I was annoyed and disgusted with him for doing so. And the worst part of all is Lori let him do it and never even 
thanked him for it. Now, of course, I really didn't understand the power of the crush, not at least until I met my wife. So my perspective had its handicap for sure. But I could certainly see the injustice that needed to be resolved. I just didn't understand or believe what it would cost. That's how the world looks at our Savior too. He is some fool that does outrageous, annoying, and disgusting things as far as they're concerned. Like dining with tax collectors and forgiving adulterous women. Like running around with fishermen and living without a home to rest his head. Like questioning those in powerful positions while running to help the sick who were obviously sick because of their sin or their mother's and father's sin, at least obviously in the world's mind. Then if that were not all enough, even daring to read the word of God and then say he is God. Courageous, annoying, disgusting, they might say when referring to this Nazarene carpenter's son. What could be more outrageous than Jesus calling everyone out for the sinners that they are that needed the forgiveness only he could give? It's no wonder they crucified him. And it's even more bizarre that even to today, anyone believes in him. At least it is, until you hear why he was outrageous, why he annoyed the ones that he did, and why he was as disgusting as he was. It's because of his love for the outrageous ones. It's because he wants those who are annoying. And it's because he even seeks the most vile and disgusting. It's because we are not what we were created to be. And because of sin, we were the outrageous, disgusting, and annoying sinners only he could clean. And the only thing that could cleanse our outrageous, annoying, and disgusting sin was his blood that he outrageously shed on the cross to annoy the devil and disgust his demons who no longer had us in their grasp. Yeah, some say the more you look at something, the worse it gets. And that is true for sin. No matter what we think will make us happy, if it disobeys God, it disgusts him. If it's outrageous, it enrages him. And if it's annoying, it most certainly annoys him. But we have a message of hope and redemption that makes even the most outrageous commendable in God's sight. For God declares that sins that annoy us no longer condemn us. And we know that our disgusting souls have been declared holy and blameless in his sight Because Jesus, the only holy and blameless man ever to live, became that outrageously, disgustingly, annoying sin. So we 
would be free from it. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.